Cover two. Welcome, everybody, to Cover 2 Fantasy Football Podcast. Like always, I'm here with my man, Hooman. How's it going today, Hooman? Well, I am fantastic, um, especially since we are inching closer and closer to the start of the 2021 NFL season. As we are currently getting ready to record this podcast, we've got the Jaguars and Saints kicking off on a preseason Monday night football. So we got some football on in the background. We're going to be talking football, and we've got maybe our last mock draft of the preseason coming up maybe not the last one but we have one coming up today and we love mock drafting of course and of course like always we are going to go after each other we have some interesting picks that we'll talk about soon as far as where we landed but let's talk about some camp news what's something that you saw this week in the preseason games or in camps that you're worried about or you're excited first one is We've been hyping up Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. We can maybe call him Hype Edwards-Hilaire, but that hype is dying a little bit because he did sustain a little bit of an ankle injury in their preseason game this weekend. Came off the field. Will be week to week. Nothing I'm totally worried about, but as a running back, we know that you know anything lower extremity, ankle, foot-related, that can be an issue that lingers. So proceed with caution. So you're saying draft Jared McKinnon is what you're saying? Uh, Not draft him, absolutely not. But definitely look to maybe pick him up on the waiver wires after the draft or just to keep an eye on that situation because, you know, it might not be good. Well, you know, in Green Bay, you know, you've got, you know, A.J. Dillon. He's the backup there. Obviously, Aaron Jones is the guy. But do you think Dillon's going to take away some of his carries and be that Jamal Williams crutch that he lost all those touchdowns last year no so okay he may snipe some of the goal line work however what i'm envisioning happening why i'm pretty high up on aaron jones and i'm fortuitously talking about aaron jones because i might end up with him in our mock draft based on where i'm drafting i see with the removal of jamal williams jamal williams came in on a lot of third down plays so between the 20s jamal anderson jamal williams not anderson not the dirty bird Jamal Williams would come in on third down and take some of those passing down plays away from Aaron Jones. Now, with his departure, they didn't bring anyone else in. So I think A.J. Dillon's going to still maintain his workload, the same workload. But I think I don't think it's going to take away from Aaron Jones. I think Aaron Jones is going to actually get a little bit more work in the passing game, which we know he can do. But now with the absence of Jamal Williams, it's open to Aaron Jones for him to take on that role. So I think they're both still good good spots to have on your roster i'm still high up on aaron jones i think mid to late first round i've got him as like my rb i think seven right now well what about miles gaskin you know they've been talking about him miami where he's basically has taken all reins all downs do you see miles gaskin getting up there in that second to third round adp I think his ADP will slowly climb, especially if the next preseason game goes like that as well. However, I am completely out on that. I will not go anywhere near him that high. I just really think that the Dolphins are going to go with a running back by committee. Uh, We saw them do that a little bit last year, but we did see Gaskin and Ahmed be the main guys going with it. And now they brought in Malcolm Brown also. So they've got a three-headed attack. I don't think I would want anything to do with Miles Gaskin above the fifth round or even above the sixth round. Well, what else are you looking at? So one other thing that stood out to me was that we just got some reports that Carson Wentz is back in camp and he's back practicing and they're hopeful that he's going to make it week one starting. So, you know, everything we talked about a couple weeks ago, as far as Wentz being out and hurting the draft stock of Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman, If he's playing, I think that resets it. Well, and, you know, that really hurts me deeply because my my man Blake Blake Bortles is not going to be there to support that team. But you know what team he could support? That could be in Atlanta because A.J. McCarron just tore his ACL. You know, Matty Ice is good, but Blake Bortles is better. Well, speaking of good, Will, my guy, Jameis Winston, I know you like to talk about Blake Bortles, but we're getting some live commentary here just through a bomb, a 45-yard pass. I didn't pick up who was on the receiving end, but 
I think it was Marquez Callaway, one of the guys that you've been high on. Jameis Winston making a strong push on this very first drive. The ball hasn't hit the ground. I think he's made four passes and just had a beautiful long bomb. So keep that in mind as uh, this game, I think, is going to really decide who's going to be the starter for the Saints to start the season. Do we have anything in the mailbag? We did. One of our listeners had uh, reached out to us to give her a hand with her draft this past weekend. And you and I both collaborated a little bit, giving her some insight. And then once she got on the draft, we were helping her out with some of her picks and some input. So big shout out to her. It wasn't really a mailbag, but she did reach out to us to uh, get a little bit of advice. And we would love to do that for you guys too. Come going forward, please reach out to us on Instagram where you can find us at cover two fantasy football. That's cover to the number fantasy football, especially as we get closer and closer to draft season starting. If you got dynasty leagues, keeper leagues, if you need some advice, please hit us up. Let us know what you need so we can help you. Well, are you ready? Uh, nah, Will, the question is, are you ready? Well, I wanted to show you something that's really important to me, that I am drafting number one. I am so excited. You I are. You I hope you're going to be enjoying the CMC lifestyle here. I, I heard it's a good experience. I've never never gotten to take a take a ride on that train, but I've heard it's a good ride. Well, I am. If you didn't see, couldn't see my face, obviously, but I am not very thrilled at number one. I mean, listen, CMC is amazing. I would love him to have him on my team, and I'm going to have him on my team. However, I am worried about the 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 way back. But yes, well, okay. Uh, so obviously, you're going to take CMC here. What's something realistic you're looking to get on the way back? So for me, I, I think I'm not a big drafter, of course, of the double running back. That's usually never my feel. But I think that I'm going to have to, based upon where my position is, I'm going to have to get that second running back. So my thought process here is, you know, unfortunately, I don't think Najee Harris will be there. He's been being drafted much earlier. But maybe a Miles Sanders, maybe, you know, Chris Carson. I think that's still a little early, but we'll see. So as you said that, uh, and we just finished talking about Jonathan Taylor, and this is outrageous. He went with number three pick. So I don't know if that's indicative to the Carson Wentz news to see his ADP going up, if Sleeper has really updated the algorithm with that or not. But for him to go number three, that's a pretty big deal. We had Cook go after your pick, then Jonathan Taylor, Alvin Kamara at four, Derrick Henry at five, Nick Chubb at six. Then we had Tyreek Hill go at seven. Saquon Barkley at eight, and I've got a pretty good pick here, and I'm going to go with a player who has actually moved up on my rankings. So I think next week we'll probably have our final rankings out for preseason for pre-draft, and you're going to notice a big move for me with Zeke. Ezekiel Elliott, I have now moved up to my tier two as the running back four. I would have taken him over Barkley. I would have taken him over Chubb. I would have taken him over Henry. And I would have taken him over Jonathan Taylor. So the fact that I'm going to get him here at number nine, it helps ease me away from wanting to take Kelsey here. Zeke was gone, and I was left looking at maybe like an Aaron Jones or Austin Eckler or even a Joe Mixon. I probably would have gone with Travis Kelsey. I'm going to try to target tight end later, and I'm going to go a little bit traditional here just because my fourth running back is on the board. So I'm going to go ahead and take Zeke, and then I'm going to have a short wait here. So I'm interested to see what happens on the turn here. I'm interested to see what happens with the pick 10, pick 11, pick 12, and then the 2.1, the 2.2, and the 2.3 to see if we do see, one, Kelsey go, and then two, to see if we do see wide a run on wide receivers. Pick is in for me. I'm going with Zeke. And wow, Patrick Mahomes in the first round. Then we have Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs to round it out. Then Aaron Jones, Travis Kelsey with the 2.2. I think that's the latest I've seen him picked in a while. Very so, then, very much so. And then Austin Eckler at the 2.3. And that's kind of what I was hoping for. I was hoping for Austin Eckler to make his way back around to me. And I would have gone running back, running back there. But now I'm taking a look. And so Aaron Jones went off the board as well, along with Eckler. So if I was thinking running back, I would be looking at Probably Joe Mixon or Najee Harris here. I think for me, that's a little bit high for those. Uh, Will, if you could maybe take over for a little bit and talk about what we've seen so far. Sure. Uh, while I'm looking to make my pick. 
Sure, no problem. So, wide receiver-wise, we've had three go off the board. Men Hill, Adams, and Diggs. Running back is becoming a little thinner, like it always does. Those, uh, It's pretty heavy on the running back side. I was just like he was shocked. Uh, Kelsey left out that first round, and that Team 12 didn't just you know double-team and get uh, two wide receivers being Diggs and Kelsey because you know, Kelsey is... The premier tight end, he's basically a wide receiver on the field. But now with Zeke in your team, I feel I know where you're going with this in getting a running back. That's just what I'm thinking. You think I'm going to go running back here? I do think that. Yeah. If I wasn't so early in the second round, maybe if I was two two picks later, I would probably be taking Ridley in the mid-second. But just like you said, the running backs kind of are at a premium. And I've got Ridley so high, but with running backs being at such a premium right now, I know I've got a long wait until another running back comes around. And we've seen, I guess, what's an unusual run at running backs here with these first 15, 16 picks. Uh, we've only seen, what, five people not taken or taken that were not running backs. So that's not leaving me with a whole lot. So if I was waiting to for the turn on round three, I could hope maybe a Clyde Edwards Hilaire makes it back, which I told you I'm not too high on right now because of that news that's out there. I could maybe get a Daryl Henderson late third round. I don't think that's going to happen. I think my best outlook is possibly getting a JK Dobbins or a, I don't know, maybe even a Chase Edmonds. And I don't think I would be too happy with that. We've talked about it over and over how there's lots of wide receiver depth in this. So while it pains me to let Ridley go, I am going to go ahead and pick up someone who's going up my boards also. And that's Najee Harris based on the sheer volume that he's going to get alone. It is a little bit of a risk here this early in the second round, but he would have probably been gone in the mid second round or within four or five picks after mine. He's going to have the volume. Big Ben looks great so far in the preseason. I'm making this pick based on just volume alone, the fact that he's the only show in town. And I think that's a really good pick, and you're right. It might be a little early, but you got to get the guy that you want. He is a big guy that I think is going to produce for you, so I like that pick. Yeah, so after I picked, and you're up now, Will, uh, Ridley went right after mine, so if I didn't take, or if I took him, I'm sure Harris would have gone right after that because Mixon went at the 2.6. Then we had Metcalf, Hopkins, A.J. Brown, who I'm a little bit low on right now. To me, that's way too high to be paying for A.J. Brown right now. Then Antonio Gibson, which I think if he had made it to you, that would have been quite the 1-2 with McCaffrey and Gibson. Keenan Allen, and then it's up to you on that turn. So you've got your two picks here. Yeah, and I am shocked that I have the choice between the two tight ends. And and I think and I feel like I should go with the, the premier tight end coming up. Um, I'm looking at running back right now, and I'm looking at wide receiver. You know, Justin Jefferson, that offense, they'd like that to pass. That was what I was going to bring up, that you have a shot at getting Justin Jefferson here as well. You got a chance to get a couple really strong running or wide receivers here, or you could get that second running back. But the beauty of being able to take CMC is – that you don't really have to, you can kind of not punt for the next couple rounds, but you could get one of those fifth, fourth round running back guys to compliment Christian McCaffrey while you load up on the other skill positions. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just thinking, you know, that I feel like tight end wise, I think I need to take the premier tight end. I'm going to take a wide receiver as well. So I'm going to take the guy that I think is, is a no brainer, which you spoke about, and that's Justin Jefferson. That's going to be my pick there. And then it's really between two guys. My problem is is I love Waller. And Waller, is for me, is the number one on that offense. When you look at the San Francisco offense, you're looking at many different mouths to feed. That's a running back team or running game team uh, with Debo and Ayuk coming forward. Still, Kittle is the number one. But there is not much on that team that you can really trust when it comes to um, the Raiders. And so that's why I am going to take Darren Waller here. Wow. Surprising that you let him, you let Kittle go. Uh, But I do know you have that fascination with Waller. Uh, So after your pick, we saw DeAndre Swift go, then J.K. Dobbins, then George Kittle with the fourth pick. I'm curious to see 
or I'm curious, wondering if you had taken Kittle, if Waller would have made it to me or not. Like, we won't know that. But then Clyde Edwards-Alaire goes, then Josh Allen, then Josh Jacobs, then Allen Robinson. So I'm up on the board now, and I've got running back, running back. And I've got choices here at some different positions. I was hoping one of those tight ends was going to make it back to me here. So I'm going to have to, you know, alter that and maybe target Hawkinson later or even Tyler Higby, or maybe even wait a little bit. It gets down to like an Adam Troutman in the late rounds. Because when I'm looking at the board right now, I see my second ranked quarterback is still on the board. I don't think I will do that. I do still have some running backs available and I feel kind of weird taking a running back here since I went running back, running back. So I'm looking at wide receiver right now and up on my list, I've got a couple guys that I'm interested in. I don't know if I would take one with the third round pick here. So I'm actually debating, and this is kind of a full tilt for me because I could get a third running back that would really set me for the rest of the draft and then focus on my wide receivers in the mid rounds, which is something I've talked about as we've led up to this, that there's value in wide receivers this draft between picks four and seven. And that's exactly what I would have to do if I do go a third running back here because there are a few guys that are on the board that I'm still enamored with. And I could also play in my flex position. And guys that I'm looking at right now that I know won't make it back to my fourth round pick are David Montgomery and Chris Carson. So I'm debating those guys. If I was to go receiver here, I'm looking at Terry McLaurin. Uh, Mike Evans is still on the board, I believe. Am I right on that? Yep, Mike Evans. Mike Evans is still there. Uh, and I love C.D. Lamb. Um, and I'm hoping if I go running back here that one of McLaurin and CD lamb will make it back to me in the fourth round. So with that being said, so I am going to get a little crazy here and go three running backs and be done with it for a bit. And I'm going with Chris Carson. Interesting. I like it, but it's interesting. And you might still get the guy you want. I am going to get the guy I want. So that really worked out. And I was holding my breath for all six of those picks because I did see a run on wide receivers. So Miles Sanders goes right after me. So I know I would have lost Chris Carson because Daryl Henderson went right before my pick in the fourth round. And then we had a sandwich of four receivers there with McLaurin, who I was hoping would get there. Evans went. So I thought for sure Lamb was going to be gone. But then it was Julio Jones and Chris Godwin. So I am teeing up cd lamb i am really high on him i feel comfortable with him being my wide receiver one here because i'm going to add some wide receivers later in the draft that will bring me the high volume and i've got the high ceiling with cd lamb hoping on banking on that statistical consistency of the breakout season two for wide receiver rookie wide receivers from the year before and i think cd lamb is the one that's primed to do that so i'm going cd lamb here stole my pick was that who you wanted? Yeah, I didn't think he'd get around, but that's where they wanted Yeah, so then after my pick, we had David Montgomery, then Kyler Murray, who I'm still a little surprised he was on the board there, then Amari Cooper, Kyle Pitts, Robert Woods, then Lamar Jackson, then Cooper Cup right before you. So, William, you've got Christian McCaffrey, Justin Jefferson, Waller, and you did not hesitate making that pick. That was pretty quick, sir. Yeah, it's the pick I wanted. Uh, I like Devontae Smith. I saw him in the game this week. And if it wasn't for the terrible passing by Joe Flacco, Devontae Smith would have had a huge game. He was getting loose from his guys. And I know I'm not going to see him when it comes back to round six. But So that's why I want Devontae Smith. I want that rookie wide receiver. And then I'm going to take a guy that I know that you have been up and down on this season. But I really like him in a really powerful offense, and that's Chase Edmonds. Wow, okay. Um, I That Arizona offense has looked really stagnant in the first couple games. Uh, Kyler Murray hasn't looked great. James Connors looked terrible. Just the offense itself has not looked well. So you've got your two running backs, two wide receivers, and a locked and loaded tight end. After your pick, we had DJ Morigo, then another tight end, Mark Andrews, who if he had made it to me in the fifth round here, I probably would have taken him. Then Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Travis Etienne, and here's who we were talking about earlier, which was Miles Gaskin. 
And then Adam Thielen. So I am up, and I'm looking at my wide receiver positions. So we did have Thielen go, and I did have DJ Moore go. And if you could – actually, I don't need a second. I know who I want. He's someone who I've been talking about, and I've been super high on. Speaking of high volume, this is someone who we know performs. And I feel a little weird taking a player from the same team that I have a running back from, but that running back, you know, he's my third running back. So I'm happy taking Tyler Lockett here because of the upside he has for a late fifth round pick. So I'm going Tyler Lockett to get my second wide receiver. And after that, we had Kareem Hunt, Justin Herbert, James Robinson, Jamar Chase, Mike Davis, and then Kenny Galladay. And I'm back here, so I did not. I don't need to worry about running back still for a while. Uh, I'm solid with my three. There are, you know, just to give the listeners an idea, you know, we got Javante Williams, Raheem Mostert, uh, Leonard Fournette still on the board, and then I mean, we got kind of a drop off there, right, Will? Yeah, I mean, and I think I know where you're going to go with this pick, but. I wanted to talk about Tyler Lockett a little bit. Tyler Lockett's been zooming up the boards, and it's for good reason. I mean, he's usually the one of the most consistent receivers, and he had a an off year last year, but he still had almost over 100 catches, and he's going to be a useful pick. So I really like the CD Lamb because he's been performing very well all all camp, and then of course Tyler Lockett. So you got some two, you know, guys that are going to get a lot of uh, touches. Yeah. So I'm kind of at a crossroads here will um because i can get who i see as one of the last tight ends before we fall off a cliff here and he's at the top of my tier three and i actually have him ranked higher than mark andrews and kyle pitts and that's tj hawkinson but there are some receivers that i'm also in love with that are still on the board so i'm in a bit of a quandary here because i've got someone who's at the top of my fifth tier of wide receivers on the board still, who I have ranked ahead of guys like Godwin, Julio Jones, Adam Thielen. But I do have the shot at TJ Hawkinson, who I have as the fourth best tight end in the draft this year. Well, what would your advice be here to a, let's say a, one of our listeners had drafted uh, Zeke Elliott, Najee Harris, Chris Carson, CeeDee Lamb, Tyler Lockett, and they were sitting in this situation. So you're saying you want me to help you draft to beat me? <laughs> uh, I mean, I know what I'm going to do, but I just kind of want to – I want the listeners maybe to see what you would do. <laughs> Always for the listeners, I guess. Always for the listeners. That's that's why we're here. I think you told yourself already what you were going to pick with the falling off the cliff. So I think that's what you should do. Yeah, that's what I had loaded. I have to because once – Hawkinson's gone. I value him really highly. And I missed out on one of the first three. And then Pitts and Andrews were taken ahead of him. So I know there's no chance he's going to make it back to me because there's too many teams without a tight end. And he is a premium tight end, in my opinion, this year. It's a top four, not a top three. So I am going with TJ Hawkinson. And then we had Michael Thomas, Brandon Ayuk, Odell Beckham Jr., Javante Williams. And there goes the guy I was hoping would make it back to me with Deontay Johnson. That's who I was going to take, either him or Brandon Ayuk. Then Claypool, which I think maybe you might have fancied. And then Noah Fant. So that does reinforce my worry that I would have lost out on Hawkinson. And I have no regrets. Well, I'm looking at a couple of guys. I'm, I'm, I'm really, for some reason, wanting to take a quarterback here in my two picks just because i know that it's going to start falling off after this but i do know that i want to get one more running back to help out my team i was team. about to say will you've got you've got a little bit of a running back problem right now uh, i i understand what you're saying i do have cmc i have another starter um i want to take another starter here that has the ability to have an amazing year and it's all about health and so I'm going to go with him because he's in a running offense, and that's going to be Raheem Moister. I would love one day whenever you get his name actually right. Listen, Moister, Moister, Mister. You're making our listeners hearing the word moist in his name. And then the person that I see here is between two people, and it's two wide receivers, and it's one that I know is not coming back to me. Even though he's a little bit farther down the board, I know you will take him when we get there. 
and then it's T. Higgins. And T. Higgins has looked has looked decent in the preseason. Jamar Chase has not looked great uh, comparatively. Yeah, that was something I was going to talk about earlier, man. Jamar Chase looks like he has sat out for not just one year, but like three years. He does not look well at all. And if I was a Bengals fan, I'd be a little bit peeved that they didn't take Penny Sewell instead. And granted, I think Jamar Chase in the long run is going to really pan out, but that was not a position of need for them. And, and I, I fully agree. So my two picks right now that I'm thinking of. Hey, Will, while you're doing that, Jameis Winston just threw another 35-yard touchdown dime over the shoulder. to Mar- It is Marquez Callaway. So that's two touchdowns for Marquez Callaway, who looks to be Jameis's go-to guy. And we saw how that was in Tampa Bay with Mike Evans. And Callaway, we've been talking about how, obviously, He's really the only wide receiver there right now. You know, we don't know what's going to happen with Michael Thomas. Hopefully, Michael Thomas can get back to health because I think he's uh, he's one of the premier receivers that we have in this game. And I think that you will see Jameis starting based upon just the talks based around tonight. camp. Based upon tonight. So for me, I'm actually between two people. I'm between actually three, two receivers and a running back. I'm between T. Higgins. I'm between Robbie Anderson because Anderson has looked good. He's got his quarterback back. And then my last pick would be Michael Carter. And the problem with Michael Carter for me is there is too many what-ifs. I think he's going to be the starter at the end of the year, but he's not worth that pick that early. So I'm going to take here um, a wide receiver. I'm going to go wide receiver and running back. And I'm going to go with the guy that I think is the best there, and it's T. Higgins. That's a good pick. Yeah, Michael Carter actually has not get a, gotten a whole lot of reps with the first team. Ah, nah, he did go. Picks. That's who I, ah, man, I got double sniped. I had plans on getting Robbie Anderson here and then Tom Brady in the eighth round, and they both went. So maybe I should just go ahead and draft Marquez Callaway here and then Jameis in the next round. <laughs> because Jameis currently is 9 for 10, 123 yards, two touchdowns. Marquez Callaway, five receptions, 104 yards, two touchdowns. Just interesting stat lines there for our listeners as we have a game going on live. And as I am currently myself tilting pretty hardcore because I just lost the two guys, I was targeting. I do need to look at wide receiver, but I don't see a wide receiver that I really want to take just yet, um, especially having just lost out on my guy, Robbie Anderson, you having taken T. Higgins. I'm looking at the quarterback board. Uh, that's looking pretty barren, too. I'm, I can probably get Jalen Hurts in the next round, so I'm not going to look at quarterback right now. Only thing that's really sticking out to me right now is I'm I needed to get high volume wide receivers, people that are going to be really worked on in the passing game because I don't have what I consider to be one of the upper tier wide receivers. Now I do have CD Lamb ranked really highly, and Tyler Lockett is pretty solid, but I do need someone that's going to be high volume, and I'm going to go with Brandon Cooks here. Getting him in the seventh round, he's one of those guys that I thought were seventh round values, like Robbie Anderson, uh, someone that you took, T. Higgins, and Brandon Cooks, which Brandon Cooks is one of the only shows in town on Houston. And Yeah, they're probably going to average below 14 points a game, but they will be playing from behind, so Brandon Cooks should be involved. So I'm going Brandon Cooks and hoping that Jalen Hurts makes it to me in the next round. You don't need to get Jalen Hurts this round. Uh, I don't really, I could probably wait till late ninth, but that's a little bit beyond his ADP. I guess I could maybe take Tannehill here also. So I do have those two that I could take the choice on. I see that you're sitting needing a, now that I just noticed you don't have a quarterback. (laughs) So I almost fell into your trap there, Will. (laughs) I don't need a stack or anything. You sneaky snake, man. I almost fell for it because I receiver on the board that i wanted but uh i've been talking about him since probably day one of the our podcast and that is jalen hurts um i don't want to let him get through i'd rather let Tannehill get through to you because i need that floor of his running so i'm gonna go ahead and take him here in this round and make you take someone that you didn't want okay well that hurt 
Yeah, and just for listener reference, let me go through. So after my pick was Trey Sermon, LaVisca Chenault, Michael Carter, who we were just talking about, Kenyon Drake, and then Antonio Brown, who was who I was hoping to actually – I was actually debating taking him at the 8.4. So his ADP is starting to go up from the 10th round, then to the 9th round. Now he's sitting in the 8th round. Then we had Jarvis Landry, and then right before your pick was Will Fuller. Well, I am going to take a quarterback in these two picks, but I'm going to stop and, and move on to the pick that I'm going to talk about first, which would be my running back wide receiver pick. So at my wide receiver, I'm loving Michael Pittman, especially now that we have that news of uh, wins coming back, hopefully, uh, possibly starting week one. He is, um, you know, him and T.Y. are there, but I think we've seen that Pittman is past him. You know my love for Corey Davis, and uh, I'm a big fan I usually, probably the preseason before this, I'd be taking David Johnson. But things in camp have been showing us that, yes, he's been performing well, but they are really excited about Phil Lindsay in Houston as well. So I'm not so sure that David Johnson is going to be that lead back that he was for many, many years. With the only two running backs, I feel like this needs to be another running back, and hopefully one of those premier wide receivers will come back to me that I like. Um, so I'm between Damian Harris and I'm between Zach Moss, and I am not as big as a fan of Damian Harris as you are, so I might be giving him to you. So I'm going to go Zach Moss here. And at quarterback, I'm between stacking and getting Joe Burrow or taking Matthew Stafford, which he has been doing so well with an offense that now lost their starting running back. I mean, Henderson's there. He performed okay last season. I see them throwing and throwing and throwing and letting it loose with uh, Higby and Cup and, of course, so Woods. You would, so you I'm would, actually going to go Matthew Stafford. I was about to say, you would then, you're going to pass up on Ryan Tannehill, huh? I am. I think Tannehill is great, and I think that he will have another solid year. But I think that the Stafford launching the ball with those receivers is going to be much better. So answer, tell me, answer me honestly. Would you have taken Jalen Hurts? Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. That was my pick. I didn't okay. think he'd get to me. Seriously, I really didn't think he'd get to me. But that was my pick, hundred percent. So I'm sitting in a spot here where I had someone fall to me that I actually really like um, in the wide receiver position. And I know this has been your guy for a while, so I'm going to break your heart taking him. He's just the best value available right now. I have him in a tier higher than, I mean, I have him literally ranked right behind Brandon Cooks. And that's your guy, Corey Davis. Zach Wilson, I, there has not been a whole lot of talk on any sports news shows or other podcasts I've really listened to, but Zach Wilson has quietly had a pretty great preseason. I watched most of their last game while he was in, and the guy looks like he's got it. He looks comfortable in the pocket. He looks comfortable making these passes. And yeah, that line isn't great, but I think he can move just enough, move the pocket just enough to be able to create time for Corey Davis. And Corey Davis was given a giant bank vault full of money to come in and be the number one guy. So I'm going to take that shot at him here in the ninth round and get some pretty good value out of him. I like that. And I and hate that David all at the same time. Right after me. And you were spot on with David Johnson. Uh, Philip Lindsay has been getting most of the talk. I think David Johnson, even in an interview said that he's starting to accept his role in that offense. One of the beat reporters had even stated that, David Johnson is filling in in his new role very well, which is, I think is just going to be a third down back at this point. So I'm off. And I know that was David Johnson was someone I was talking about taking in these later rounds with like a Damian Harris and I'm off the David Johnson bandwagon now. So I'm sitting here. I've got my running backs are pretty solid. I probably do need to reinvest in running back now. So I've got Zeke. I've got Najee Harris, Chris Carson, Wide receivers, I've got C.D. Lamb, Tyler Lockett, Brandon Cooks, Corey Davis, T.J. Hawkinson at tight end, and Jalen Hurts at quarterback. So I'm taking a look at the running backs that are available. There is not a whole lot that's pretty on this board. I could take the lottery ticket with Devin Singletary to see if he is going to pan out to be, you know, contrary to your Zach Moss pick. I don't know if Tony Pollard will make it back to me, and especially being 
Elliott owner. Uh, and having three really solid running backs, I probably do need to ensure the Tony the Zeke pick with Tony Pollard because he's that's the one where if I do lose Zeke, I'm really up the river. And I think Tony Pollard has some standalone value. Uh, what are your thoughts on handcuffing during a draft? Well, I, I agree with the handcuff. You know, I think that it is a little early for me, but I would love it if you took him. Yeah, I know you would love it because that's <laughs> going to really take a, add an extra skill position out there. It's, yeah, I mean, I'm in a position here where I'm looking at the receivers on the board and I'm not super excited about them besides one. There's only one receiver I would take in this spot here just because he's with a great established quarterback. He's the number two in the offense. Do you know who I'm talking about here? Yeah, and I'm hoping you're not taking him. I'm not talking because of that. <laughs> And that's going to be Mike Williams for the L.A. Chargers. All right. Ugh. Was that who you were thinking? Yeah, I was thinking Mike Williams, and I was also thinking Pittman. I know Pittman was not the guy you were talking about, but that's a guy that I was thinking about. Right. And we did uh, – We don't think we told the listeners this, but we did add the tight end – or I'm sorry, the defensive position here, and we did have our first defensive pick in the 10th round here with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So after my pick of uh, Mike Williams, we had Irv Smith, Michael Pittman, Hollywood Brown, Tyler Higby, the Bucks defense, Devin Singletary, then Michael Gallup, and you are on the board, sir. Yeah, 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 I'm on the board, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> so I'm looking at a couple of different things. I, you know, based upon my draft currently, I have three running backs, three wide receivers. I feel more strong in my wide receivers than I do in my running backs other than, of course, the number one. So I'm pushing myself to maybe take a flyer that I think is going to be a starter this season. And, of course, we've, we've talked about him a bunch, and I'm going to take him, and that's Jamal Williams. I really like him in that offense because he does catch the ball a lot, and they probably going to be down a lot, so it's going to be helpful. And Jared Goff doesn't throw the ball that deep. So that's great. And then I'm between two people. One person that you really love, which is Russell Gage. And one person that I really love, and that's Nelson Aguilar. Um, and for me, Nelson Aguilar is going to be my pick here because of what happened in the preseason game. Uh, he wasn't playing, but Nikel Harry, I believe, he got hurt. And I know he wasn't like going to be the number two per se, but he was that other deep threat for that team. And now you have Nelson Aguilar as your premier player for that team cam has looked really good i know i'm not a big fan of cam with nelson on this team but cam has looked good in, in the offense and so has mac jones and i i really feel like this new england team is going to take a much better step this season okay so there goes aguilar and then we have a little run on defenses here with the Ravens, steelers then henry ruggs then more defenses washington football team the rams hunter henry and then the cleveland browns so I do have, you know, not taking Pollard really paid off because I definitely have a shot at him here. And I'm actually going to wait again a little bit because there are still some players on the board that I really like. Now, I have been really high on Russell Gage and he is available, but there's also Darnell Mooney, who I've been pretty high on, too, especially as we've seen Justin Fields really progressing and looking like he'll take over despite the fact of what Matt Nagy's been saying in the media. So uh, there's another guy that's still on the board, too, that, you know, in Carolina, he was the Swiss Army knife, and he's one of Ron Rivera's guys who he brought over to Washington, and that's Curtis Samuel. And I'm pretty excited about the fact that I have the shot at taking him or my guy Darnell Mooney. So I'm going to kind of go away from the guy that I've been harping on with Mooney and go ahead and take Curtis Samuel. Okay. After that pick, we had the 49ers go. Then there, there goes Darnell Mooney, Naeem Hines, Gus Edwards, Rashad Bateman, and then Justin Fields. And I was actually going to take Gus Edwards with the next pick over Tony Pollard just because I think Gus Edwards has some great standalone value. Uh, Tony Pollard still has standalone value. He does give me my handcuffs, so that's the automatic choice here. I'm not going to mess with any other running backs at this point because I'm going to take him and he'll be the – the guy that I can use in case Zeke goes down and maybe spot start here and there whenever he is getting some carries in games. So after that pick, we had Deshaun Watson get drafted. Uh, then Elijah Moore, Philip Lindsay, Devontae Parker, Mikol Hardman, 
Trey Lance. Wow. Okay. Trey Lance is up there in the conversation. And you got sniped, my friend, because Russell Gage was picked right before you. And I really wanted Lindsay too. I thought I might get him here, you know, in the back half and possible starter for his team. Oh, man, that hurt. Okay. Well, there's one person that I really like on this uh, this draft board. One was actually Callaway, who had been I actually had been stashing on my board for this entire time, thinking, oh, maybe I can get him at the very end. But the guy that I really want, who is, I believe, the number one option for his team, is going to be Marvin Jones. And that is who I'm taking here. And then it comes down to two options. I'm you either going to go... I was I was waiting out for Marvin Jones myself. I got you. Well, I was gonna go between two picks here. I might go um, Coleman, J.D. McKissick. I said two, but I'm gonna say three. Or do I dip myself back in to the tight end market for a flex position and go after a tight end that is very very good in Zach Ertz? Right, Zach Ertz. Oh my gosh! Don't oh. You dare. Listen, I can't, I can't go without an episode without either entering Blake Bortles or Zach Ertz. So it had to be it. Speaking of tight ends, I'm really surprised Evan Ingram's still on the board. I think he's had a really quiet offseason, and maybe, I don't know, maybe it's the Daniel Jones issue. But Evan Ingram is still a viable option at the tight end position. So it, it kind of surprises me that he makes it all the way down to the 13th round. And I actually like John U. Smith, too. Because yeah, of his, John, has, John has had a pretty good-looking preseason so far, too. And the ability maybe to be a fullback, get some rushing touchdowns at the goal line, be like that Rex Burkhead kind of figure at the end was something interesting as well. Okay, so what's the pick going to be? All right, so I'm going to go with the guy that I know that's going to start week one or at least play in week one without having to worry about it, and that's going to be Tevin Coleman. Okay, Wow. All right, so right after we talked about that, after your pick went Evan Ingram, then T.Y. Hilton, Matt Ryan, Kenny Gainwell, uh, then goes Jonu Smith, the Colts, and then Rondale Moore, and I am up. And I'm definitely going to go wide receiver in this round. Or I could take a flyer on a running back who I know will probably be involved still this year. So I've only got four running backs, and one of them is really just a handcuff that has a little bit of standalone value. I'd be looking at wide receiver here, maybe taking a guy like Amon Ross St. Brown, or, no joking, Marquez Callaway, not just because of what we've seen tonight, but going in, we know that Michael Thomas is out for probably up to six weeks. So he would give you front-end ability, and especially if he builds a relationship with the new quarterback, whether it's Jameis or Taysom, he would be a value for the rest of the season. Another guy that I'm high on this late to take as a flyer to see how they pan out the first week because of the preseason and camp, that's Jacoby Myers of the Patriots. He's been, I mean, I know you took Aguilar, but with Aguilar and Akil Harry involved, Jacoby Myers has been the one that's really been standing out in the preseason so far. So he could be an option there. So I'm actually going to go with the guy that, is replacing Michael Thomas for possibly the first half of the season or at least the first third of the season, and that is Marquez Callaway. And there's no recency bias involved here as far as what we've seen tonight. I think you had first brought up Callaway a couple weeks ago, and he's been someone that we've been eyeballing late in these drafts here. So I'm going to go ahead and round it out with Marquez Callaway and then take my defense here in the last round. Um, I did want to still take a shot at... J.D. McKissick, he was the guy that I was actually contemplating taking that late. As I'm looking at the board here, I'm actually might be hesitant to take a defense here. And I might just go with a zero defense draft where I'm just going to kind of, you know, hoard some position players and see how it pans out over the last week or so and then end up streaming defenses because, you know, I, Patriots were the next team I was eyeballing and they just got taken. And I think the Broncos and Dolphins also have some value. So that's a tough one. Von Miller coming back. They still got uh, Bradley Chubb. They did draft. Who was the corner they drafted? Was that Sertain? Yeah, I think he did, did get hurt though this week. Did he? Uh, Dolphins are another team that had a really good defense from last year. 
you know, they've got some of the best secondary players in the league. They did draft uh, Jalen Phillips on the defensive line. So, you know what? I'm actually going to go ahead and take the Dolphins. Okay. Now, there goes your boy Zach Ertz, then Alexander Madison, Jared Cook, Latavius Murray, Chuba Hubbard, which would have been a nice handcuff for you here late if he had made it to you on this last pick. Then Adam Troutman and Tua right before you, and you have the last pick of the draft. I do, and I, I, I don't want to take too much time, but I'm, I'm between, as you said, a zero defense and taking the guy that we talked about earlier today and Jarek McKinnon as somebody that might start week one with this in- ankle injury or be more productive um, going forward in that first couple weeks and then taking my defense later. Obviously, now I know that there will be a bunch of defenses there. So that is why I'm going to take Jarek McKinnon here because I know what defenses are left. And if I need to, I can get rid of Coleman, I can get rid of McKinnon, and I can make my team have that defense. You have a very ex or current San Francisco 49ers centric running back squad. I don't know if you noticed that or not, but you've got Mostert, Tevin Coleman, Jarek McKinnon, all three of those made up the San Francisco backfield last year. Yeah. And that's, you know, they're good because they always run. So they have to be. Yeah. So let me run through my order here at running back. I've got Ezekiel Elliott, Najee Harris, Chris Carson, and then Tony Pollard. So I don't have a whole lot of depth at running back, but I think I've got a powerful uh, first three. Then at wide receiver, I've got CeeDee Lamb, Tyler Lockett, Brandon Cooks, Corey Davis, Mike Williams, Curtis Samuel, and then Marquez Callaway. At tight end, I've got TJ Hawkinson. At quarterback, I've got Jalen Hurts and Dolphins at defense. It's very nice. Um, so I had to pick at one, which is not one of my favorite positions. But I got McCaffrey, of course. Um, Justin Jefferson went out and got Waller, Devontae Smith, Chase Edmonds, um, I'm not going to say his name because he doesn't want me to, and Raheem. Uh, we got Higgins. We got Zach Moss. We got Stafford and my quarterback. I've got uh, Williams at running back with Coleman and McKinnon, and then I ended up with Aguilar and Jones as my last two wide receivers. So looking at this draft, I feel like that I got destroyed. And I'll say it. I'll say it. I feel like I got destroyed, and I think the worst pick that was coming down was was taking and not taking that second running back and taking Justin Jefferson or really taking Waller that early. Yeah, I'm and and see it's nice to have Darren Waller. It's nice to have George Kittle. It's nice to have Travis Kelsey, but you have to have a plan in place if that does happen. If you are put in a position in those first three rounds where you're using one of those typical skill position player draft picks on one of those tight ends you got to be able to reshuffle your plans to accommodate that now will i don't really see that you could have done much different because what running back would you have taken over having waller and i think that's my biggest issue is that i didn't see a carson or a sanders who were probably the two that i i like the most being that high up i don't think they were going to come back to me but i see them more as a early fourth round decision yeah i mean i could i could see you of taking deandre swift there i could have seen you taking edwards Alaire. i think chris carson would have been a little bit of a stretch that early in the third round so i wouldn't beat yourself up over that too much i mean maybe an Allen robinson instead of having taken waller there and then seeing what could have happened because that might have pushed pitts to you in the fourth round I don't know. I, I, I don't see a whole lot different that you could have done. I think the Higby pick hurts me because I'm seeing Higby drop so far that I could have possibly waited. And I'm not saying Higby and Waller are any comparables, but I feel that Higby is not that far of a drop in in value comparatively to getting, like you said, an Allen Robinson, uh, a Robert Woods possibly, um there and then go for my running backs after that yeah i mean the first part of our the first two rounds of our draft were so running back centric that you were left with not a whole lot of options but yeah you're right and you know pushing a guy like taking tyler higby later or robert tunyon later yeah they're not going to be comparable to darren waller but you know it's a give and take and you what you would lack 
at tight end, you would make up for another skill position. And now, I mean, as I'm sitting here looking at your wide receivers, you do have Justin Jefferson, but then you've got Devonta Smith, a rookie, and then T. Higgins, another second-year guy. So you're relying on Justin Jefferson remaining consistent, Devonte Smith breaking out, and then T. Higgins continuing his consistency and even breaking out on top of that to really have those guys on your team. True. I didn't go with the tried and true, that's for sure, uh, with my team. And I went for some risks. I agree 100%. I think that time will tell with these these young guys as well as our running backs. Because, listen, if Zach Moss is the number one and he's getting all three downs or most of the time, then that's a great pick. But if he's not, then, it, like I said, I took a lot of risks. Yeah, I, I, I get down with what you're saying. You do have, I think the second half of your draft is a lot of like, hey, it's either going to be good or it's going to be rocky picks there. So, you know, that's why we mock draft. We want to see options we're in and what happens and then be ready to plan for that when we actually do draft. So as we go forward into your your league, you know, we're getting ready for major drafts. A lot of people will start drafting as of early as you know, this week, obviously, next week is probably more where you want to draft, especially with the long weekend coming up. When do you think is the best time to draft? I typically, especially for this season, I would probably be thinking before Labor Day weekend. Um, a lot of my leagues that I'm in, I'm drafting either the Friday before Labor Day weekend or that weekend right there on Sunday night. I think I have a draft. I wouldn't want to push it too much further. I do have one league I'm in. I'm drafting on Tuesday after Labor Day, which is, I think, cutting it a little close for me. Personally, because I invest so much time researching and statting out players, I don't need the preseason. I mean, it's nice to have the preseason, and you get you get to see some things that may alter some of your draft positions. But to me, all it does is really increase the ADP of guys that I like later in the rounds. Like an Antonio Brown, who we just saw, I've been getting him consistently in the 10th, 11th round, and he went in the 8th round in this draft. So that those are the types of things where I like to draft as early as possible, but I do get that the fantasy football community likes to draft as late as possible to be aware of any injuries or things like that. But if you stay on top of it and you're ahead of your league mates, then you know it pays off to draft early. Very much so. Well... Let's uh, talk about where you can find us. You can always find us on Google Play. You can find us on Spotify. You can also, of course, find us on Apple Podcasts, where they can find us on social media. Will, they can find us on Instagram at Cover2FantasyFootball. That's Cover to the number, Fantasy Football. Uh, follow us on there. Send us any questions you have with draft season approaching. We would love to give you a hand and uh, help you out or even read your question on the show and go ahead and answer it on there. Don't miss us, of course, on YouTube. We'll have a new episode there this week. And like always, cover two. Cover two.